One thing about you, the one thing about me, is you're great. Is is that I want these microphones gone forever. Yeah, they're in the way. <laughs> I'm so they're over the it. They're affecting the the look of the show. They're affecting your personality. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm being bogged around. Yeah, we can't yeah. we can't move freely. No. And what the audience doesn't necessarily see is when they you have mics like this. The stands have legs that go out, right? Legs. So my wheels on my chair hit those legs. Keep hitting the legs, and then that knocks the microphone. And that knocks the microphone, and they're being suspended by rubber bands, for Pete's sake, that yeah. don't even hold them up anymore. I literally, this this arm on this I had it. is so bad. It's so bad. That I've got it tied to mm-hmm. itself with a phone cord. You MacGyvered that. Yeah. You MacGrubered that. I MacGrubered this thing. <laughs> you did. And I, I just don't, I don't know that that's professional, Jacob. We're professional. We are we, professional. We are professional individuals doing mm-hmm. a podcast, to, given, given the news. Giving the news. And, and soon even more stuff. And more stuff. Potentially coming. We don't. Weather. We don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now and the now what's great in sports. <laughs> Going over to you, Dan. <laughs> Let's get on down to the scene where there's a horrible storm in Michigan. John? John? Yeah. Tell us how you're doing. That's, that's, I'm cold. I, it's, it's, there's a horrible storm. <laughs> and and I shouldn't be out here. I don't know why you sent me here. I'm not a professional weather person. I'm just your friend <laughs> from improv class. <laughs> yep, yep. Now tell us the story, John. Tell us the story. Happening. Well, it's cold. Good, good. What else? <laughs> yes, uh, and? Snow's falling. Uh-huh. I think there's a whale that's been pulled out of the sea. <laughs> It's about the la- from Lake Michigan, yes. yes. Wales and Lake Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. That is the story. That's the story I today. I just improvise an entire you like, did. conversation with myself. Absolutely. Hi, John. Yes. Here we go. That's he does this it. all day <laughs> long. We try to just, you know, come in, do our work, and Noel's in there talking to himself again. How many Noles are in there? How many Noles are sitting inside this head? <laughs> Well, we'll uh, see. We've, well, we've met a lot of them, a lot of the Noles yes. over the years while we listening have. to the Biofriendly Podcast. We have. We have. Yeah. So for those of you who are curious, we have, we're, we're, we're continuing to adjust and yes. form our show, if you're, yes. for those of you who are listening to the podcast right now. Right mm. now, you are actually getting bonus podcast-only content, is what's happening uh, mm-hmm. as, as, as you listen to our words at this moment. So what's hilarious is Jacob's winking at, at the camera and, <laughs> and doing all sorts nobody of... Nobody will ever no see it. No one's ever going to see it. Because we're changing the, we're changing the format a little bit. Woo-wee! <laughs> if you could see the heat, the steam that is uh, is, uh, is coming off Jacob right now. <laughs> My word! Uh, uh, but but we're, uh, we're we're adjusting slightly the mm-hmm. way we do the, the podcast. So there's no longer going to be a video version of the podcast on YouTube. Instead, we're going to be taking these little stories out one by one yep. uh, and presenting those to the world so they can see just what they need to see. Not, yeah, like not what's all the, the latest? Stuff. Yeah, because yeah. we felt like maybe throwing an hour uh, show out there wasn't necessarily getting it. Today's, today's audience is zippy. Zippy. They want to move. They want to go. And just squirrel nut zippers out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if they want to see you, they want to see you for a very short time. Uh, they don't want to see you at all. No, <laughs> that's true. They don't want to. Most people don't want to see us, but yeah. the few that do. I mean, they want to see you at all. Well, they want to see you. The royal you. They, they don't want to see the royal they you see us. at all. Yeah. No. No. But is everybody doing good? Does this feel good? This feels good, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So yes, you're still going to get fantastic content from uh, you know f- from Elise and Veronica as well, mm-hmm. but only if you're listening to the podcast. Right. Right. So if you're like an insider, if you'll know yeah. the full gang. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you'll be like you'll be at a party and somebody will say, "Oh, I love those clips from that buyer-friendly podcast. They're always giving me the news." Mm-hmm. And the person goes, "Personally, I love what Elise and Veronica has to say." And that person will go, 
Who are you talking you, about? Why, there's why, only there's why, only two guys. I've never in the heard video. of Elise and Veronica. You go, well, clearly you're not in the know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only the people in the know get to in be in the, the know. No. No one else is in the know. That's what we'll call all the uh, all the not filmed sections are in the know. In the know. Mm-hmm. The The week of February. In the no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place. (laughs) Dangerous place. We learned that there's a lot of knolls in there, so you got to be careful. Once you get lost into the knoll, you may never come back. You may never return. Well, should we get to the news? Well, I suppose suppose we may as well. Do you want to go first this week since I went first last week? Should I? Should I dive in? Dive in. I'm nervous. Good. I'm nervous. Nerves equal success. We also buy this before you start. Okay. Before you start, I'm just going to rub your okay. shoulder for a second. Just one part of this. You got to keep, well, don't get too low. <laughs> um, but before we start, yes. the audience should also know we're, we're determining whether or not we need to actually teleprompt. Yes. If we get need a, something. Get yeah. something up there to, 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 so we can read the story more accurately or if we can find a way to improv through the story. Because yeah. last week we did half and half, which was terrible. Yes. It was not great radio. It was it was okay radio. It was but, fair but radio. In review, we were going. I guess we're kind of used to being able to look down or read, yeah, be more free, and be more free. And this time yeah. around, we were like, "Well, we really got to be able to look up." If we want to be real video content, we've got to be looking at the audience. Give them that eye contact they crave. Wow, Jacob is really bringing the eye contact. <laughs> you guys would. Love That's what this. I do during my stories. Yeah. I'm gonna stare yeah, just super stare hard right through it. All right, love it. Are we ready? I'm going to go first. Let's let's do it. Have fun with this. I'll have fun. We don't know what this is yet. Okay. You know, mess about improv. We don't know what this is yet. And I'm going to get better over time. And you guys are going to watch it happen. You guys are in real time. In real time, watch us happen. Learn us how we learn us how we become (laughs) us broadcasters. Learn learn us how we the kind of quality diction. Great. You're going to get. From BioFriendly. You got my mouth. There it is. Yeah. My word bubble. All right. All right. So do we do we kick it off with like a this week in green or something like that or 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 like do we have like a like a segue to know that we're beginning or do we just go right into the article? I think go right in. Go right in. Okay. I think I think if it be like a, this is, you know. Okay. Last week, today, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This week in green news. That's that's literally what we said, said not to said do. not to do. Okay. Did we? Well, I guess we could. I mean, okay, let's decide again. This is got boy, this is, this right now, this podcast is actually gold. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this podcast is winning. Is winning. This is some of the best stuff. I don't know why I just done. defied what we just agreed not to do. <laughs> I was Ooh. okay, I'm gonna give my logic. This is the, where people are learning how we're doing the show as we do the show, which yeah. is one so of my favorite clips. things about the Biofriendly Podcast. Maybe it is this week in green. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we say this week in green, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Maybe that is the way to go. I was just thinking that that we wanted to get right to it, but yeah. maybe that's still getting right to it. Uh, what if we said it every time? Every and time. that way, the clip says this week in green. And this it, week in green, and, and it, then people get used to it. This is called this week in green. Yeah. Okay. We want to try it for a little. Well, bit? it'll definitely teach people what we're what we are, what we're yeah. about, what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Okay. We're going for we it. We changed our mind. I, I, there's a 50% chance that Jacob is going to start with today in the news. <laughs> I'd say 70% chance. We ready? I'm ready. You ready? <clears throat> I think so. I can feel it. I can feel it. Let's do this. This week in green, how Minecraft is teaching kids to face the threat of climate change. Ooh. 
So this is pretty exciting piece of news. Of course, teachers and educators around the world have always tried to teach their students about pollution and our environment and how the world is changing, but how can you do it efficiently in such a short amount of time? Well, there are teachers and educators that have been using Minecraft to teach about these issues. Warwick Goodsell, a geography teacher from New South Wales, has been using Minecraft in his classroom to great effect for years now. You see, this Minecraft Education Edition, this Minecraft Education Edition came out in 2016, and it's been used quite often, but they're beginning to build games within the program that specifically teach about how to lay out the environment. For example, during COVID, they used this opportunity to teach the students how to design cities that had good wind flow so that you would be able to move about the city and there wouldn't be a problem with COVID. So that was an educated lesson right there. But even further, since Australia dealt with the bushfires, as we have covered on this show, an Australian company called NRMA Insurance, in collaboration with the creative agency Thinkerbell, which is a great name, launched Climate Warriors, a free interactive game available on Minecraft Edition, uh, Education Edition, and Minecraft Marketplace, designed to teach uh, children as young as seven how to protect themselves and their homes from bushfires. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, that sounds like pretty intense stuff to teach a bunch of seven-year-olds. They've kept that in mind, and when they instruct the drills and the procedures that are needed to be safe in these, they still remember Minecraft is a game for children, and they keep it nice and playful and light to educate and not scare these kids away. And that is my first story. Wow. So is this, does, this, uh, does this mean that now my children are, are going to be telling me that they're helping the planet every time they're playing on the, the video games and yeah. that I can't stop them now? Yeah, is absolutely. That, is that what's happening? This is going to spread globally. And now every time we say we're worried about screen time, they're going to say, but oh. dad, I'm saving the planet. Dad, if, without this, I can't create better societies for the future. I can't create better buildings for the future. I yes. can't create better wind flow for COVID. Yes, yes. Yeah. And while this has been a positive thing for the environment, I've got to say that the Driver's Education Committee is in a lot of hot water for trying to use Grand Theft Auto to teach kids. <laughs> I bet. That was just a joke, of that's course. That's a good joke. Ah, that that's was quality <laughs> work there, Jacob. So, so yeah. that's the story. I thought it was cool. So if they're playing Grand Theft Auto, then I can kick my kid you off the You can machine. kick them off that. You can say, that's not going to help you with driver's But, but Minecraft, no. Exactly. Right. Although exactly. my daughter's actually more into Roblox. That's so true. They do the same thing. In Ro- they don't do that in Roblox that these uh, these wacky Aussies are doing. Yeah. But uh, but they do they do build stuff and, and, yeah. and that. So that's a, bit, that's a good idea because you, you can't get the kids off the machines anyway, so you may as well teach them something while they're, while they're at it. Right? Yeah, I just thought it was cool. I, I don't think I was aware that there was a Minecraft education ed- edition, but they're making it available for students free of cost. And people are designing these uh, games within the program to teach about these specific lessons. I thought it was cool about the bushfires, about the COVID. Um, it's also a great way to teach about erosion, pollution, how these things come to be. So I think that, you know, if handled the right way, this can be an effective tool. But like with anything, it requires balance. If your child is up at 2 a.m. and they say, <laughs> I'm playing Minecraft to save the planet, they're full of it, and you yeah. can probably take it away. Yeah, I wonder how many kids will, will use this as a, as a way, once they find out that this is a thing, use this as a way to 
lie. Yeah. To just yeah. say, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out erosion right yeah. now, yeah. Uh, Dad. So you got to let me stay on the, on the Minecraft machine. You want to know the irony of it all? <laughs> yeah. Is we probably just taught the kids listening, oh, this is a great loophole. Like, mm-hmm. until we said it, do this, they right. didn't even think about it. They're right. like, it's just something I do in school. Right. But because they listened to the BioFriendly podcast, they were like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, this is how we, uh, this is how we teach children to get around their, their parents' rules. We've been doing exactly. it for, for three years. It's exactly. very, very effective. Show very that effective. That's we're, actually, we're better at do, doing that than teaching people how to help the environment. <laughs> so that's my story. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. I, we'll have more soon. I tripped over my words a little bit there and uh, didn't feel great about it. You know, I called out the fact by going blah, 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 blah. Mm, but sure. I, 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 I feel like that this is the hard part, right? Is that I'm, I'm trying to get the facts out and I feel like you look down, you look up. This The teleprompter, I think, might be a great thing. It might be a great thing. Because I do search well, the text. There's a few, there's a few, there's a few uh, well, so what I'm going to try next time we do this, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it, I'm going to try to ignore it. Okay. You're going to try? try to go based okay. on my memory okay. of, of what the story was and see how that goes. He's a brave man. And then I'll I'll probably also blah, 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 a couple okay. times okay. while doing that. And you know what? We're going to still put it live anyway <laughs> on the YouTubes. I love it. So that people can see it. And then I, and then over time, we're going to get good at it. And then we're going to publish on our real, the real channel that yeah. we're going to make. Yeah, the real channel. Real, not this fake one you guys are watching right now. By the way. Actually, they're not because it's a podcast. By the way, I listened to Kevin and Bean for like 20 years on yeah. K-Rock. And those guys were like 30-year vets. Yeah. Of being DJs, and they messed up like pronunciation all the time. So I think you get to a certain level, and people are like, "It doesn't matter." It doesn't matter. So I think we get so good, and then if we mess up, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think we can't worry about it. I don't think you should worry about the flop. It happens. It's our show. Everybody flops from time to time. Everybody Everybody yeah, it's good. It's a good, so- good song. Good. They have in the new Minecraft uh, yeah. edition. Yeah, that's part of it. Ex- what's, exactly. What's exactly. Yeah. You ready? Uh, I think we should probably give it a shot. Let's see. Let's see what's happening. Oh, and I, did you see I, I, at the end of that? Yeah. I, I threw in a little. We'll have more for you soon. Yes, I like that. Maybe right. that way I, the people I, who are watching can. I'll know to listen to it. Yeah. This time. So like one of us will. Yeah, kind of say it. that at the end and say we'll have more for you soon. I like it. Maybe when we're done, that's what we'll do. Okay. So like when you're finished saying, we'll have more for you soon. And then when I'm finished, I'll say we have more for you soon. I love it. Quality podcast information right now being gained by our audience. Toit. Yes. yes. I'm ready. Okay. This week in green, red plastic for greenhouses. That's right, folks. The scientists also in Australia, apparently we only do articles from Australia these days, (laughs) uh, have discovered that if you add a red plastic filter on top of a greenhouse. It'll filter out the green light, causing only red light to go down to the, the shrubbery, the greenery, the fruits, the plants, whatever. And then it increases yields uh, and increases the speed at which the plants grow. Uh, and it causes the whole thing to move a whole lot faster and a whole lot better. Uh, people are very excited about it in New South Wales. They say that uh, this is both uh, greener for the environment because of how quickly they can make plants, because they can use less land, because they can do it better, faster, that whole kind of typical thing, uh, as well as it, the plastic is 100% recyclable and the dyes are uh, 100% renewable uh, and biodegradable. So renewable is not even the right word, biodegradable. <laughs> and so, uh, so it seems to be a pretty interesting idea. Um, for me, I think, I mean, a, a good friend of mine was once talking about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein uh, and how it's a horrible uh, book that is impossible to read and is like uh, dragging your face through shards of glass and mud to try to get to the end of it, uh, which is, you know, a fair review, I suppose, for, for someone. But uh, I, I kind of liked Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because I thought that it was a good lesson for us to sort of learn what happens when you experiment with science. And so in reading this article and learning more about it, uh, I think the biggest thing that came that, that came 
to me from it was the worry that maybe this could go sideways because plants in nature get all the spectrum of light. They don't just get the red light. They don't just get it filtered out. And while maybe while it's causing the plants to grow faster and bigger, I do have some concerns that maybe this could also cause it to be missing something else that we don't know about. Could the Frankenstein monster that was supposed to be a gentle, loving monster be afraid of fire and then go on a rampage and destroy everything in the, in the, in the world? What I'm saying is, Jacob, is the red plastic that we're putting on these greenhouses going to cause the plants to grow into horrible Frankenstein-like monsters that will start eating uh, the people who are trying to eat the plants? And have we changed the world by creating this technology in a negative way? Mm, flower. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story and an interesting story. And yeah, it is. It's cool. I mean, it's, it, it, it could work, right? Yeah. And I think you can, yeah. the only way you can find out if it's going to work is if you put it out there and you, you do it, right? Which totally. is what they're doing. And this seems to be the, the theme of Australia as we go through our, our, yeah. our, our show here, uh, is that they, they're, they're trying all sorts of things. They're very innovative. They're trying everything they can yeah. To, yeah. to help the planet and to make things work a little better, which is cool. And I think in a, in a small, like, to try it in, in small places and see how it works out, it could be pretty great. I mean, if we start growing all of our food under red plastic, I, I do worry that we're going to have the Frankenstein effect. Absolutely. And are there bulls in Australia? Bulls? Bulls? Bulls. Bulls, the animal. Bulls. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Cows, they, well, not naturally. They were brought from uh, from England. Okay, well, they haven't even considered how angry the bulls are going to be by a bunch of plants covered in red plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Planted all these things. These bulls keep running over everything. It will literally be a bull in a china shop. No, <laughs> it's not a china. It's a greenhouse. I don't know. Garden, it's not quite the same. Yeah. So it's the one in a glass house. Yeah. A bull in a glass house shouldn't throw stones. Yes. We yes. don't have our uh, our sayings down here at, at uh, BioFriendly, but we're working on it. I like it. I'll keep uh, it. So we'll have uh, we'll have more, we'll for, have more you later. for you soon. We'll have more for you soon. That was all right. That was all right. That right. was, uh, that was that good. Was yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think. My again, the delivery was was yeah, you know was it, it was shaky. Yeah. You know, right. but you know, I, the, the teleprompter might not be a bad idea. Exactly. Just for the news part. Yeah. Just because then you see it there, you read your story. You got and it. Then we and can you, geek because done. when we geek out, it's fine. When yeah. We go go into it each new. Exactly. The moment we do what we've always been doing, it's like sliding into right. a vaudevillian practice show that we could do at the drop of a hat. Right. The moment we got to sit here and read the stories, it's like, oh, I have to slip into I have, to be, I have to be careful. I have to be careful. I have That's to do it, it right. I have to be, I have to make sure that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm paying credence to the story absolutely and properly but then also looking at the camera so people can see me i know and that's where that's where this thing is uh, biting me and the took us the <sighs> took us total took us biting yeah so all right but, you know and then and then uh but we and then we, we overlapped each other on the we i think one of us has got it if we both I say i thought you said i was gonna say it at no, the end the of person, yours the person who said who starts the story ends the story i think i when i did it the first time it was wrong oh i met that's why i got confused yeah. So I think when I did it the first time, it was wrong because I'm not like it seemed like it was over, and I was like, "Oh, we should say this," and so I just threw it out there because I thought and we I, should do this. I misunderstood that but, we switch places. I thought it was supposed to be me who wraps the story, but that's yeah, why yeah. I said it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But now I know. Well, probably I think because you'll know when you're done. When I'm done, and I'll know when I'm done. Good point. Don't you think? Yes. You've got you are big brain. Ah, big bird big brain. Big brain. You sound like the Frankenstein monster going that's through the garden. Yeah. All right, Are here we ready? go. I'm ready, I'm ready. And I'll know this time I wrap it up. We'll have more for you soon. Okay. I love it. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> this Week in Green, meet the gorilla gardeners rewilding San Francisco in the most joyous way. This is absolutely a feel-good story this week. 
So this comes out of San Francisco. There is a couple named Shalako and Phoenix, and they've gained a lot of popularity on apps like TikTok. You see, not a, not a, too long ago, Shalako and Phoenix, they found a Parmesan shaker, Parmesan <laughs> shaker, um, and he gifted it to Phoenix. And he basically said, look at this. This is the mega epic seed shaker. And they filled it with seeds and they went around San Francisco and they started guerrilla gardening and all the barren and empty lands. And what they found was all the land that doesn't have any growth on it, that is a place where people usually tend to to throw their trash and garbage and things to pile up when it's just the barren land. But the moment there are flowers and plants there, people tend to keep that area open and they don't put their trash there. So they've kicked it up a notch. They have an entire team now where they all have hoverboards and they roll around the city with these shakers, Parmesan shakers, salt shakers filled with seeds. But the important thing is that these seeds are non-invasive and they are native to the area. So they do do their research. They say it's incredibly important. Don't go out finding things like pompous grass or bamboo. Those things take a little too well in areas. Those are the kind of plants that if you plant them, they can really take over. And that's how you can kind of tell that something is an invasive species. (laughs) So it's important to do your research and know what's a part of your area. But they have taken it so far with these shakers where they go along on their hoverboards and they pour it over the plants and they have, um, they even have pellet shooters loaded with these seeds and they shoot them all across these areas. And it's really started this momentum and people are now sending them videos of their kids doing it. And I just love this. We've talked about the podcast. uh, We've talked on the podcast before about guerrilla gardening, but what I loved about this is they were dropping thousands of seeds over areas, and I thought the likelihood of a lot of these seeds taking root is increased because they're doing so much more. So I actually didn't really have much of a punchline other than I'd love to see this kind of told as a modern-day Jack and the Beanstalk story. He goes off to sell the cow, and he comes back on a hoverboard with a (laughs) bee shooter filled with seeds to plant, and I thought that was a pretty cool story. Two quick notes for the uh, the audience. One, they are not actual gorillas; they are guerrillas. <laughs> That's true. These are uh, and not they're the not animal. actual hoverboards. They're hoverboards on wheels. The hoverboards, the 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 wheat that you know. You're right. I know what you're saying. I know. I know. Well, what he's saying is true because we come from a time where hoverboard referred to something that actually floats above the ground. And so, fact check. You're saying, guys. These ain't real hoverboards. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're not. My kids call them hoverboards, and I was like, wow, you got a hoverboard? And then they had wheels yeah. on it. Yeah. That's that not a hoverboard. Yeah, I've, been, I've been lied to. I saw a hoverboard in Back to the Future. Yes. And it hovers. And it hovers. And yeah. so this is a wheel with a plank. Yes. And don't those things blow up sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> so if you're going to do this, please don't blow up. Don't that's, blow that's up. Yeah. That's a rule number one of the Rule show. number one. And don't up. get a real gorilla. Be a... Gorilla. How'd you say it? Guerrilla. Guerrilla. <laughs> Although, a guerrilla. <laughs> guerrilla. But, though, uh, the image of, of two gorillas on hoverboards running around planting seeds is, is kind of a nice one. I, I think that, that that could really work. If we could make that happen, if we could train the gorillas and invent the hoverboards and then actually have that, have that happen, I feel like we'd be winning. We'll have more for you soon. <laughs> 
So that was pretty good. Hey, Although right? the only thing is we tricked Elise. How? Because we got so natural and free that, that Elise jumped in and started talking in the middle of one of our new shows. I liked it. I liked it. it was, <laughs> but but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, See, it's funny. That it's, tells you that the groove is right, The though. groove was right. When we got a groove when back. When we're in the middle and talking back and forth and we get the groove going, that's, how, that's the show. And so at least it's good to know we're capturing that. Yes, yes. It's very true. Very true. That's the good side. That is the I good side. I couldn't let that one go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that when the, that's when the producer goes, uh, I got to chime in here real quick. That was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I know. It's right. It, we were getting in our groove, but we'll we'll get it down to where we're in the specific windows and then we're out of the windows. But that was my, that one felt a little better, yeah. but I think it was because I didn't have as much news to read. That's what right. was better about that one. It was a much more succinct, to the point story. I didn't have as much ground to cover. Right. And that's the tough thing about when it's on the page. Yeah, well, see, like when I, when I, Improvise. I never worry about if I'm going to drop an um or yeah. an ah or throw in something that makes no sense yeah, yeah. or whatever to go on a rant, a rant, a random thing. It can yeah. add to the humor, honestly, yeah. when things go sideways. But yeah. when I'm telling the story and it goes sideways, then I feel like, oh, no, mm. I've, I've blown it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm starting to think that a teleprompter might not be a bad idea. It's going to be gold. But until that time. Until that time. You're going to just hang through all of this with us, folks. You folks are going to have to live <laughs> with what we're giving you. <laughs> what we're giving you, the good stuff. <laughs> Okie dokie. So uh, that's it for me for that one, and I got one more. But you, uh, you're next. All right. Well, then we'll get this. We'll get this puppy going. This week in green, apparently Texas is winning the race to sustainability. Unexpected as that might sound, Texas has nearly three times as many sustainable installations as we have in the next closest competitor, which is California, where we live. Uh, this is kind of surprising because most people don't consider Texas to be the, the greenest state or most sustainable. In fact, one of the interesting things about the uh, the article was that the, the person writing it was surprised. I think the, the title that he gave the article was almost in spite of itself uh, that, that Texas was able to go green. Uh, but the fact that's uh, interesting about it is these projects, when they got when they got rolling, it wasn't because they were told they had to do it or because there was a green force behind it. It was actually, it happened for financial reasons. So apparently in the 1990s, Texas deregulated its electricity market, which nobody else in the country has done. And by doing that, it forced all of these electricity companies to compete with each other to get the lowest price so that people in Texas could get their power and want to choose them as their power source. Well, it turns out sustainable energy is cheaper in Texas than the stuff made from natural gas and oil these days. And that's kind of a big surprise because usually the big argument for oil is that it's less expensive, there's a lot of it and we can use it and the infrastructure's in place and it's easy to do. But in this case, these independent companies use capitalism (laughs) and try to get the cheapest price to find their way to where we've wanted them to go the whole time, which (laughs) is solar panels, windmills, uh, uh, solar solar storage, things like that. And it it worked out pretty well. Uh, And that... I actually found it kind of funny because as I was reading the article, it was, it was clear that the, uh, the that the author was having a real hard time uh, putting together what this meant, that the place that wasn't supposed to do this and that the system that isn't supposed to lead to this led to this and made this happen. And it was interesting and funny uh, to see that kind of happen. I, and almost the title didn't quite fit the article because... It really wasn't in spite of itself. It just It's just how it sort of went. Texas sort of did their thing and ended up going green. And I thought it was kind of cool uh, because in seeing that, you see that that in the end, one, you can get to the right place by a lot of different ways. And two, the world actually has nuance, people. There are 
there are different ways that we can get to all sorts of things. And however we get there, it doesn't matter. So I'm glad that Texas is the leader. I think that the rest of the states should try to catch up and beat them, particularly California. Uh, but interesting to hear, isn't that? Absolutely. That's an example of don't judge a book by its cover, yeah, right? That's yeah. an article that was written as in, like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I, it's remarkable to me that Texas would want this. And you go, well, you're kind of assuming that everybody in that state doesn't want to make a difference and improve and find the most cost-effective and sustainable idea. So I think that's actually yeah. a really good reminder story. Yeah, it you know? was. And, and I'll admit that in the story, they did say that that, that many of the uh, companies that were doing it were definitely, the green was a secondary reason. Yeah. Uh, but that they did say that, there are, that the people are excited about it, that the yeah. folks are, who are, are involved in that and living with, with more sustainable energy are glad to see that that's happening. Yeah. And I think in general, most people would love to see us be a little greener and better for the, better for the planet, yeah. even in red Texas. Yeah. And I think that we've learned from this that you know what if the compelling reason that you're going to do something better for the planet is financially motivated i'll take it it's worked so far in so many other places yes if we if that'll inspire you then do it it does seem that that's kind of the way that in the end we're going to get there right is 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 if we continue to find ways to make it the better option it's just it's the better option it's the cheaper option it's the more efficient option it's the better option and this is an example of that actually happening sooner than i think than a lot of people realized Great news. So we'll have more for you later. That might have been our best one. That was all right. That was our one. We're we're starting to hit our footing. I feel like we're learning how to do this. Oh, boy. You guys are the best because you get to, you know, and you know what? I think that if we started the show like this, we would have zero listeners. But we've been on forever, and I think that anybody listening now is kind of like, this is a, you get to see this thing you know, yeah. come together. So I, I don't know. I feel like you're part of it as much as we're part of it. Absolutely. Right? Well, we, we wouldn't be here without them. That's right. We'd have no reason could to continue. not do this without Why you. would we even be bothered? I couldn't possibly go on. I, okay, we're done. Thank I'm you done. very That's much. It, guys. That was we a great show. Articles. Thank we're you not so going to do them <laughs> because we can't possibly go on. <laughs> Uh, all right. That, hey, that, that, was, was, that, that was, was all right. We're getting there. It wasn't yes. as funny as the other ones, but I thought, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's. You know, I came to the same problem when I, when I got, so my first story, I was like, oh, there's clearly a joke here about the video games. And then when I got to the feel good, the San Francisco couple planning stuff, I was like, it's not, it's just a feel good story. I was like, I don't really have a punchline or humor. It's just kind of a nice piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like with yeah. any news show, I think that's okay. Every once in a while, it's fascinating. Well, and here's the thing is that, yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing is if the clips we're sharing, if one is funny, one's informative, one's heartfelt, or whatever they are, they each accomplish different things. So we kind of want them to be nuanced like that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So I think that that felt the most organic of all the ones we've done so far. Yeah. 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 Here we go. So here comes one that I'm really going to screw up. <laughs> I hope that you screw it up badly, Jacob. Uh, I hope so, let's too. Let's see if you can do a... Re- let's see if let's you can see. really blow this. Okay. Okay. I believe in you. Okay. Thank they you. They believe in you. We believe in you. We're all counting on you. We're all counting. <laughs> You're going to do great. This is going to be awesome. Okay. Here we go. I've got to do the, t- the paper to. slap. Okay. This Week in Green. The bicycles that grow on trees. What? A furniture maker in Wales has branched out into wooden bikes. Wow. Can his creations put the wheels in motion for a cycling revolution? Booming bicycle sales, as we all know, a lot of people during the pandemic got back into cycling, and that put a high demand on uh, bicycles for everyone. But of course, that's a lot of demand on manufacturing and using these materials, oftentimes that'll end up in landfills. Mm -hmm. So this gentleman, based out of Wales, started a company called 
Tumpa Cycles. Now, this is spelled T-W-M-P-A. I looked up the pronunciation, and yes, that's how you say it, I think. Tumpa, Tumpa. Uh, based in Hayon Wai at the foot of the Black Mountains in the Welsh borderlands. So they're not only creating kind of this quirky talking point to have a wooden bicycle, but they're starting a conversation about sustainability of bicycle manufacturing. So he's trying to push for more bikes and less cars on the road. Minimizing the environmental impact is something that this guy, his name is Andy Dix, has always wanted to strive for in his work. Rather than relying on processed metals or layers of plastic that will one day end up in a landfill, I'm building bikes from captured carbon and a process powered by sunlight. So he spent 17 years of his life honing his skills as a furniture maker, and this was an opportunity for him to create something that was exciting and really got the conversation going about bicycles. There seems to be only one person in the area that is in staunch opposition to this idea, and the only comment he left to say was, I am Groot. <laughs> Good Marvel joke. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's true. Because if you're making it out of out of uh, you know out of furniture wood, then then certainly Groot's in danger. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's no question about that. And I know that this raises some interesting questions because as we've talked about before uh, on our show, is that whenever you use replace one resource for another, it can become a slippery slope. And yeah. you go, well, if we're using trees, um, does that become a problem for the trees themselves? But I think that there's a, it's a good conversation to have about how we manufacture things. And if we can find an efficient way, it does create this piece of you know, carbon capturing equipment that you're using to get healthy and add back into the world. And so I thought it was an inspiring story. The fact that it's a furniture maker is also exciting because maybe that means the next thing we'll get is the talking couch I've been looking for. <laughs> I yeah. hope so, too. I hope uh, so, too. I've always wanted one of those. Yes, or, yes. Or just to know that I'm, I'm, I'm on furniture while I ride my bike. Maybe it'll be more relaxing and I'll be more willing to do it. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times I, I find that just getting outside to, to exercise is, is it's more difficult than it used to be, particularly since the pandemic. Difficult. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, if someone can convince me that this is me sitting on my couch while I'm riding the bike, maybe I'll do it. That's what this guy needs to make. Couch bikes. Couch bikes. I love it. Talking couch bikes. Tumba, give us a call. We'll let you know how you should make <laughs> couch bikes. It's a great idea, though. It's a great idea. It really is. I mean, yeah. I, I and I'm I'm not I think a, a lot of uh, environmentalists are. are uh, Wary about about cutting down any trees or, or doing anything like that, but there's there's there, there's a lot of ways to get wood. You don't have to kill a tree necessarily to get wood. First of all, yes, that's you true. You do have to clear out some of the area in forests in order to keep it safe from just devastating fires. That's part of being being green, being environmentally friendly. So the removal of some trees can be helpful, even yeah. uh, and older trees also. You could knock them down. I just think we 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 aren't very responsible about it. Yeah, agreed. And I think that's the biggest issue is we've got to we've got to learn to be more more responsible, more, more careful about how we do it and the way we go about it. And if we, if we can pull that off, then I, I, I don't see a flaw at all with, yeah. with the strategy. I think, I think uh, let's go make some furniture bikes. Let's, let's make some it. furniture bikes. And I think that, you know, a, a city, a country like Wales yeah. is very different than, than how the United States looks at things. And so they're, um, the way that they handle their operations and industry is probably much different than ours and, and the way that they can get around their city. So if it is something that became more popular in countries like ours, then it would just be something that, like Noel said, we have to look at where are we getting this wood from? Can it be reclaimed? Can it be recycled? Can we find an efficient way to make it? But it does uh, it does point us in the right direction, I think, for how we create things. Yeah, instead of instead of lighting a couch fire at the UC Santa Barbara like they used to do in the old days, oh, we can goodness. turn that couch into a bike. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. We'll have more for you soon. Hey! 
I think I built it up in my head a little bit. It got good. It got good. But at the start, I was going, oh, you did. Like right out of the gate, Jacob, you struggled with a sentence. So anyway, I I know. You can't kill yourself. It is still still the Biofriendly Podcast. (laughs) It still be. Which means that we are still supposed to have fun. We are still Uh, supposed to embrace our mistakes. This is true. When things go sideways, you know. Well, by the time anyone sees this, you're going to be so famous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works if they don't see by it. The t- the first, I, I, <laughs> by the time possible. anyone sees the first one, you're going to be somebody that's like, wait a second. Wait a second. How do we do that? But, they'll love you is my point. Yes, yes. They'll love me. They already love they you. Already everybody, love, everybody loves Jacob. They love this show. There's no doubt about it. Well, I think, honestly, at least you can say, you can say from last week's episode to this week's episode, we have a lot more figured out. We have a lot more figured out. Yeah, I think we've definitely rolled up our our figure out. You have one more. I do. Yeah, I I thought so. I got another one. I got, got, because you went first this week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Next week, I'll go first. That's right. Okay. We'll we'll toss it back and forth. I love it. Have some fun with it. We'll see. We'll see how this one goes. Yep. So I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, Before we start, I want to say you had a feel good story. I have a feel bad story. Oh, no. We're going out on a dark note. Yeah, it's a dark note. Although I think there's there's a there's a silver lining. Okay. so we'll see if we can deliver this one to keep the positivity. Well, while giving the the, the bummer run. Silver lining. Bio friendly podcast fans know about. Yes. The bummer run. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. This week in green in Florida, they are feeding manatees lettuce. That's interesting, right? Right. The reason why, unfortunately, is because the manatee population in Florida is declining quickly. Uh, They're dying off at at very fast rates. Over 1,000 manatees died last year alone, uh, and that's because of these algae blooms have been happening in Florida. Uh, these algae blooms are, are causing the seagrass and seaweed that's being, that is eaten by the manatees to not grow as fast and to die off uh, because there's not enough light getting to them. And so that's a problem that uh, they are working on fixing in Florida. They're, they're putting a lot of technology and solutions into doing that. And just so that you all know, the, the cause of this, generally, most scientists agree, are obviously climate change because warming waters makes it easier for the algae to bloom, but also a runoff from agriculture and from, from homes where all of the, uh, the phosphates and uh, nitrates and carbon and all that kind of good stuff that, that runs off into the water that gets into there and it feeds the algae blooms and then it helps them kind of explode as well. So there's a lot of tech that's being put into slowing that down. And then we obviously can all make a difference by being a bit, a little bit greener and cleaner. Uh, but in the meantime, the uh, the folks in the wildlife, uh, fish and wildlife, with the and also state officials in Florida, don't really want the manatees to die, right? So they've decided that the solution for this is to start feeding them uh, butter lettuce. I think it's called butter lettuce, butter leaf lettuce, and there you go, uh, and romaine lettuce. And they've been throwing that into the water, and it's been working. Over time, the manatees are showing up, and they're now feeding about 350 manatees a day. Uh, they believe the deaths are going down. It's only been happening this year, so they've got to keep working on it for more time, but it, it looks like it's uh, starting to make a positive effect. Uh, and the idea is that they can do this while the algae bloom is in kind of a high season uh, until the solution comes where they can figure that out and get these the algae bloom to stop so the manatees can eat uh, the, the food they're supposed to eat instead of you know, stuff from the grocery store. So we're giving manatee salads, and I think that's a pretty good idea. Uh, I think it's a great idea because I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but uh, in the colonial uh, era, when pirates were, were you know, going all around the, uh, the, the Caribbean Sea and across Florida and the oceans there, they, uh, they would see what they thought were mermaids. And it was found out later that those weren't, in fact, mermaids. They were actually 
Manatees. <laughs> so this tells you two things. One, that manatees are very important. And second, that uh, pirates probably got too drunk and were very desperate uh, while they were, while they were seeing, uh, sailing around uh, the ocean blue. But either way, I think that it's, it's a double, double whammy here. We're not just saving lovely manatees, but apparently we're also saving mermaids by, by giving them these salads. Yeah. So that's a pretty good deal. This is one of the first times where I did know... The yeah. fact, and I knew about the mermaids, and the first thought I had is I thought, great, now people are going to think it's just mermaids eating salads. And I thought, that was exactly where my head went. This is one of those times where Nolan Jacobs' brain are in the same place. Yeah, we are in the same place. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, it it's, it's, uh, kind of goes to the, the old when we were, this is something that's not popular now, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it because I started, right? Yeah. When, uh, when the very skinny models... Mm-hmm. Uh, would would go on the screen. One of the things that people would say is, "Please eat a hamburger." Yeah, yeah, right. So does that mean that we're telling mermaids, "Please eat, eat a hamburger"? Yeah, I guess because so. Because they're eating their lettuce. But I guess maybe more of like a, a, a shellfish based burger. Shellfish based burger. <laughs> Something <laughs> more. Menifees are like, yeah. I don't like burgers. I don't like burgers. I, I want my salad on romaine. Yeah. It's not like I have a weight problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's a very cool story that did have a little bit of silver lining. And you're right, it had a bummer to it. But hey, we're gonna turn this beat around and feed the manatees some salad. We'll have more for you soon. There we go. That was nice. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Good little clip. It's nothing like a podcast where you hit your stride at the very end. That's the way we do it. That's the way we do it. We're getting there. We're getting there. That was good. That was good. What do you girls think? What do you think? You You can say whatever you want now. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was an improvement from last week's episode, right? Definitely. Definitely. We got more comfortable. And honestly, when we get this time to spend with articles, that's the thing is, is... Knowing the articles, which great job on the stories that you sent over. These are really good, Veronica. You nailed it, Veronica. Very good, yeah. and uh, thank yeah. you for sending those. And and honestly, you know, I spent a little bit of time with them, but I think that if we had, okay, I have this, I loaded in the teleprompter, I know yeah. where I'm going. I think that it's going to be just that much sharper, and we're going to get there. And I'm I excited do. About that. I think because it also forces you to like you're not you're not looking at the camera because you know you're supposed to look at the camera. You're looking yeah. at it because that's where your words are. That's where your words are. <laughs> they're not down here. They're up there. I think it's I think it's a good idea. You want to know our challenge will be is uh, that I'll have my three stories and you'll have your three stories and we have to load them in the teleprompter like together yeah. and so it's gonna have to be like a hand it to me plug it in and then hand it to you plug it in yeah. we're gonna have to be like very sneaky so don't read my story don't read my story can we get well, let's have Veronica do it she's yeah. she oh yeah we could send her the paragraphs and then she could load them in yeah. and then neither of us see it and then we don't then we can still surprise oh. each other like we've been like we love to do yeah and you know what we should do though we should give ourselves just in case we should give ourselves a like a limit or page limit so that you don't, your story isn't like so long yeah. and mine is like I'm like five, yeah. five sentences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, should, totally. Like it's like you've got like a, t- a paragraph or two to tell the story, and then, and then we dig into our conversation. Yeah, but we should limit ourselves, and that way we don't end up getting bogged down and being like, oh, I gotta fill this thing out. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. I love it. It's been, this has been this has been a lovely day, Jacob. I've yeah. enjoyed this very much. I think we're getting better at this. Yeah. Now we're off camera. Now we're off camera. We can just, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jacob is stripping down to the bone. <laughs> just kidding, just yeah. kidding. But it is it is it is funny how the moment you know that you're just being heard, you're like, well, doesn't matter. Now. Doesn't matter. Now, now I can say anything now I, I want. I can say whatever I, can be free. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, but now we end strong with uh, with our back and forth, right? With our our saying, but we split it in half. Oh, that's right. right. So we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show. It's the bio-friendly podcast.